let us pray. Father, we thank you. We worship you for this moment that you have given us to hear your word, oh God. We thank you for this opportunity because we know there are so many people in the world who have not received such a time. But for us, you have given us this time so we can listen and hear your word in your own revelation, O King of Glory. And so I pray as your servants stand this moment before you, God, you already have the word that you want us to share. And God, you are going to bless each one of us according to your will. I thank you, God. I adore you. I'm just a face of King of Glory. And now I pray that you will use me according to your will. For it is in Jesus' name, our Lord and Savior, we do pray. Amen. To Katie. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Isaac, for that welcome and even for the way you have led the service. So far, we thank the Lord. He has used you. I also want to thank God for the praise and the worship. If there is a team we need always to thank God for is the praise and the worship. They always spend a lot of time in humbleness and in the presence of God, even planning what they will represent in the house of God. And every time it is my prayer that we pray and remember them all the time. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And so uh, I just want to say thank you before the Lord for this opportunity. For those who are visiting today, my name is Dorothy Davi, Mrs. Pastor Zioka. As you have heard from Mrs. Kishwiri and Isaac, Pastor is not here today together with the choir. We have a big team which is not here. And it's so interesting today you decided not to sit on their chairs and in front is empty. <laughs> I don't know whether you are used for them sitting there. And uh, all the same, we talked this morning. Um, before we started the service, they were 10 minutes to arriving where they were going. And they said, Pastor told me to pass his greetings to you. Do you receive them? Yes. We, we pray for them and we know what they have gone to do there. The Lord will be together with them and they will deliver what they have gone to deliver because wherever we go to touch other people's life, also God remembers us. Amen. 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 Today we are going to have our message, which is a word of love, the unique love of God. And the unique love of God is not really very new to most of us. You have heard how you have talked or you have shared with other people about the love of God. But all the same, today it is my humble prayer that we are going to think about the love of God in a very different way and in a specific way. And before I continue, I want to say that it was just the other day when we celebrated Easter. And everybody was in a lot of joy that Jesus Christ is risen. And we celebrated about how he loves us and how he has risen in our lives and how he gave his life to, for us and how he died. And everybody was in a lot of joy, joy. When the pastor preached that message, we were all blessed. And last message, he talked about the journey to a mouse. When the disciples, that is Cleopas and the other disciples, were walking on the Lord. And when Jesus came to them, they would not recognize, if you remember Sunday's service, they would not recognize Jesus himself because they were deep in disappointments. They were deep 
in worries of what had happened. And they were a little disappointed because that is not what they expected. But all the same, Jesus revealed himself to them and they recognized him. And they were getting lost because they were also moving in the wrong direction. If you remember the message pastor spoke about. But he also explained and says, when we reach a point and recognize who God is in our lives, the way we see things is always different. And I remember we were encouraged that we do not have to dwell in our worries, in our disappointments, but our highs and our spiritual highs must be open to recognize and to know who God really is in our lives. And that is why in the book of John chapter 3, which is just a review before we go to the main sermon, the Bible says again, in John 3, 16, For so God loves the world, that he gave his one and only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him may never perish, but have eternal life. This fast, we all know it, even the Sunday school, they know it and they can memorize without looking. But this simple fast, it has very, very deep, message in it because the purpose of God and the intention of God in our lives was for no one of us to perish. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It was for God he so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son such that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. And this love was shown for me and for you. So when we love God, and when we don't walk like these disciples going to a mouse without recognizing that Jesus is alive, without recognizing Jesus was already alive and with them, if we don't walk in such a direction and we invite Jesus to witness this love in our lives, we will never be the same again. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And I want to start the unique love of God because it's totally different from the love that we experience in this world. Each one of us, we like to be loved. And there is no one. Hakuna mtu apendi kupendwa. Praise the Lord. In the world now, not this unique love of God, but in the normal life of our life, Everybody wants to be loved. And everybody in one way or another shows love to somebody. If you are married, you show love to your husband. You, he shows love to you. If you have children, you love your children. They love you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. When you are in place of work, you feel so good when you are recognized because of the things that you do. We feel good, our confidence and our self-esteem grows and raises when we are shown love. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. But something is wrong with our own love because our love in this world is conditional. People love with conditions. It's like you find people even when they are married there is those conditions one has to fulfill to be loved. You find even children, they will love their parents, but there are also conditions. 
You find parents, they love children, but they have those expectations. And when these things are not accomplished, you find this love is changing or is changing in one way. It is not always the same. Praise the Lord. But when we come to the unique love of God, it is totally different from the love that we experience every day with one another. Even we always talk about friends, and we talk about how our friends love us. But there is no friend who will ever give you love like the love of God. Praise the Lord. The love we receive in this world from one another is as conditions attached together. But the love of God is so unique such that it is never like any man's love. It is never like any man's love. The relationship that we have in God is so different. And if you experience this relationship and this unique love of God in your life, I want to tell you it is, doesn't have conditions attached to it. Praise God. Praise God. Praise the Lord. And that is why I will say the love of God was given to all people. And that is why the Bible says, for God so loved the world. He gave his one and only begotten son. And the Bible says, whosoever believes in him will never perish. He did not say, if you and you, but not you, believe in me, you are not going to perish. But this love for God is so unique, such that it was given to all men, all women, everyone, regardless of where they come from, regardless of their race, regardless of their color. This love is for everyone who believes in the name of the Lord God Almighty. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And that is why the love of God is unique. It doesn't have conditions. And I want to say there are some characteristics in it that the love of God is inclusive. It is inclusive in a way that it includes all people. And that is why where we had our first reading in 1 John, the Bible said, He loved us before we knew him. Even when we were sinners, God extended his love to us. And that is why we celebrated Easter, for he gave his one and only begotten son to die on the cross. So the sins that we have, they are washed and we are never the same again. Praise the Lord. So the love that God has for us is inclusive to everybody. You are all included in that love of God. I am included in the love of God. God does not choose who to love and who not to love. Praise the Lord. The love of God is also not selective. God does not select who to love and who not to love. The way we do ourselves. There are people you love, but you select who to love. You select who to be in your team. You select who to talk to. You select who to fellowship with. But God does not select. 
He loved all the people whom he has created. His love includes everybody. And that is why his love, he is righteous and he is just. We are human. God is righteous. He is just. And so, in the book of Psalms, chapter 145, verse 17, the Bible says, The Lord is righteous in all his ways, and he is gracious in all his works. He is righteous. And that is why this unique love of God, which is the message of today, if you allow God to reveal himself in your life, regardless of what you have done in this world, God can come and change your life. Wanasifiwe. Wanasifiwe. Don't look at the praise and the worship and say, they sing so well. They are the only ones God loves. You are loved by God. Wanasifiwe. Don't look at other people and feel like they are better than you. Don't look at the choir. Don't look at preachers. Don't look at other people and think they are better. They are loved by God better than you. I want to tell you the love of God is inclusive to everybody. And God does not select who to love and who not to love. It is your responsibility to accept this love and reciprocate it positively in your life so that you can grow spiritually. Bwana asifiwe. Bwana asifiwe. Praise the Lord. I want us to go, or before we go that, I want us to remember that. Remember, he gave his only son such that whoever believes in him may not perish. Before we go to where we are going, I want you to carry that in your head. Whoever believes in him will never perish, but will have eternal life. Something promised in that fast and in the unique love of God. Where we had our second reading, where we had our second reading, because many of you may not have followed, or maybe you didn't have the Bible, I want you to listen to this in verse 2. The people who survived the sword found grace in the wilderness, Israel, when I went to give him rest. Yes, I have loved you with all my everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. Again, I will build you, and I shall be rebuilt. you shall be rebuilt, a fountain of Israel. You shall again be atoned with your Tabernacles, and they shall be forth in the dances of those who rejoice. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, church. Praise the Lord. This was love of God to the people of Israelites. And God was reminding the people of Israelites, those who survived the sword. Remember in the Bible, in the beginnings, in the middle and in the end, you will find there were remnants of God's people. Something I always talk about. Every generation, there were always a remnant which survived the sword or anything which came in their lives. And so God talked to the remnants of the people of Israelites and he showed them his everlasting love. He talked about his everlasting love and he, showed, he told them this love I am giving to all the tribes 
of Israelites and all the tribes of Judah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God did not say, I am giving my love only to the Israelites, but he said, my love is to the people of Israelites, the remnants who have survived the war, and also the remnants, the tribes of the people of Judah. Remember Jesus came from which tribe? Huh? Yes? Judah. The praise and worship always sing, the lion of Judah has broken every chain, has given me power, hallelujah, day by day. So, this love was not only for the Judah, but was for all tribes. And this reminds me what I started with. I said, the love of God is for all of us. It is so unique. And you should always invite this love in your life. So, what does this chapter where we had our first reading talk about, second reading? There are some promises here, and I want us to listen together and think through them together slowly. I don't want to be very quick, but there is something I want us to understand in this chapter. Number one, the promise which is in this chapter was for all the tribes of Israelites and it was all the tribes of Judah. And this for us as Christians, it tells us we have the opportunity and the love of God has been extended to us and the restoration of God is for all people. Amen? 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 The restoration of God is for all people. If you followed when the first reading was being read, that is number one. This love of God is for you and is for me. Number two, God reaches towards his people with kindness, motivated by deep and everlasting love. God reaches for you with everlasting love. And that is why the Bible says, for God so loved the world, he gave his one and only begotten son. So whosoever you, whosoever me and you, believes in him may never perish but have eternal life. Number three, God is eager to do the best for your life. If only you let him do. Amen. Amen. God is eager to do anything in your life. God is eager to do anything in my life. But if only you let him do. God does not force us for this love. But he wants us to let ourselves receive this love. And continue experiencing his love. So God can do anything in your life. If only you let him do it. Remember these two disciples, until God spoke to them, he was walking with them, but they did not recognize him because they were deep, deep thinking about what had happened and disappointed. Sometimes we get so disappointed because the plans that we had, we did not include God. And in the first place, they fell because we were doing it by ourselves. And when they fell, 
we start blaming God and we go back and say, this thing did not work. But we forget when we planned for that thing, we did not take the first step to invite this love in whatever we are doing. Buana asifiwe. Buana asifiwe. And so I want to remind each one of us, God is able to do anything that we want if only we let him do it. Hallelujah. Number four, we have been warned many, many times about sin. And today, we are reminded how we are reminding each other about this love of God. And it is like a fresh hair when you are reminded about love. Remember I said in the beginning, when even our friends show us love, or even people in your workplace, we feel like we have more self-esteem, we have more confidence. That is what happens if you invite God to do in your life. So this love of God is magnificent. And it is not even compared with that love you experience anywhere else. And so if you have never... Something we never like to hear. Something we never like to hear. If you have never accepted this unique love of God, God has given his unique love to all of us. He has given this unique love to me. He has given this unique love to you. If you have never opened your spiritual eyes, and you have never understood what Lily God means when he says, I love you. If you have never understood what it really means when the Bible says, he loved us before we knew him. Remember, he loved us before we knew him. Even when we were sinners, God loved us. So if we have never understood and they recognized this love of God in our lives. The Lord still loves us, and he wants us to love him. Amen? Amen? What a special opportunity we have been given. What a special opportunity we have been given. He has loved us before we knew him, and he wants us to love him. And when we love him, we must do what pleases him. Hallelujah. Because I will not love God or I will not preach about God the way I am preaching. And then after here, the things I'm going to do, they are not pleasing before God. That is not what God likes. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. For so God loves the world that whoever believes in him may never perish but have eternal life. In fact, I like it when I say, we'll never perish, that may never. Some Bibles say that, but we'll never perish. That is the promise of God. Those who believe in God will never perish, but they will have eternal life. There is something small I want us to think about. There is something called the trianic relationship of God. And this includes three things. One is when you know God and when you experience the love of God in your life, there is something you must experience and reciprocate. For example, if, she, if Jen showed me love 
I should reciprocate. For example, we meet on the corridor and she greet me so well, and I don't greet back well. How will she feel? How is she going to feel? Bad, isn't it? So there is three things here about the love of God is very important to be experienced in three ways. One, you must reciprocate the love of God himself by having a pure relationship with God himself. Praise the Lord. Reciprocate this unique love of God by having a pure relationship with God. Remember in the beginning I said God is just and he is righteous. So your relationship with God himself must be very strong for you never to perish, but to have eternal life. Amen? And that is not only for you, it's only for me also. I have to have strong relationship with God for me never to perish. That is the relationship number one. The other relationship is within yourself. The love of God must be experienced in you if you really love God. That is within your body and your spirit. How do you feel about God? When God is mentioned, how is your, your relationship within yourself? Do you experience growth in the life of Christianity? Or are you always to get just the same, the same, the same? If you not want to understand that the unique God is within you, the unique love of God is within you, you must feel it within yourself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There must be that relationship within yourself. How do you feel? Are you nourished? When you read the word of God, do you feel like you love it? When you pray, do you feel like you are getting deeper in the presence of God? Do you feel something when you go to God and pray? Your relationship between yourself, within yourself. How do you feel when you read the word of God? How do you feel when you pray? How do you feel when you share the word of God with somebody? There must be something you are experiencing that should reveal this unique love of God within yourself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number three is about how do you relate with others? How do you relate with others? How is your relationship with others? When you think about this unique love of God, how do you relate it with others? Yes, you have good relationship with God. You have good relationship within yourself. How do you pass it to others? How do you relate to others? When people experience you, are they hurt? When people hear what you have talked about them, are they happy? Are they hurt? How is your relationship with yourself and other people? How do you make other people know God is alive? We celebrated Easter the other day. How do you relate? How is your horizontal relationship with you and other people? 
There is the fatico, that is God. There is the one within yourself. And there is the relationship of God of you and the people of God. How do you relate with them? Are you selective on who to show love? Remember the love of God is so unique. It doesn't select who to love. Those you select, why do you select them? Those you leave them, why do you leave them? For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only begotten son, that whoever believes in him may never perish. When you are looking at me and when I'm looking at you, we are carrying the image of God. If I select to love Esther and I select to not love Jane, how is that before God? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So three things as Christians, as we think about the love of God, let us think this very carefully. My relationship with God, your relationship within yourself. How do you experience God in yourself and your own relationship with other people? If one of them is not strong, it is my prayer we work on it because we are not righteous. God is just and God is righteous. We are not righteous. We have not reached the perfection. No one has reached that perfection. And that is why Paul said, he is still running and looking to reach perfection. I'm not perfect, you are not perfect. But if those three relationships are not clear, let us work on them to please God. So as he pours this love in our life, we may always continue to grow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Where we had our first reading, that is in John chapter 4, verse 10. This is what the Bible said. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This love, it is not that we loved God, but it is because he loved us when we were still sinners. Um, what does this love of God explain to us? I was thinking through many readings in the Bible, many, many readings. And when I related to this reading, God was telling me and giving me many explanations about the love of God and why God loves. And one of the explanations was, God loves what he created. Amen. Amen. Remember in three he said, let us create a man in our own image. And the reason of God creating you was for you to serve him. That was the main thing. The other things we do in this world, I think I have said that many times. The things we do in this world are extra. But the main thing was for us to serve God. And so one explanation of this unique love of God is that God is God. He is righteous, he is just, and he loves what he has created. Amen? Remember in the beginning, he looked what he had created and he said, all was good. Amen? Another explanation was God loved us when we are still sinners because he cares. When I am a sinner, God cared for me and he gave me the salvation. 
And that is why today I rejoice of his salvation. When you are still sinner, God cares about you. God cares about anyone who has not accepted him as personal savior. He still cares. And that is, he loves because he wants you to reach a point and say, enough is enough. And I cannot do without this love of God. And he wants you to choose to love him and do his will. Praise the Lord. God loves the way he loves because we want us to be free to choose. He wants us to be free to choose. Even though God loves us and he has given us all his love, he has given us to choose. He has not forced us to reciprocate his love. He has given you to choose whether to love him or not to love him. He's there watching every move of your life. He's watching every move of my life. And he still cares and you want to know if you are going to take that step and accept him as personal savior. God, another explanation is this. God loves, and that is why he gave his son, only begotten son, to die on the cross because of our sins. And he was doing this to give resolution of the sin man had committed. Amen? Remember through one man, sin came to the world. And God wanted to reconcile everything in heaven and everything in the world to himself. And that is why Jesus died. And we celebrated just the other day and the pastor preached about that word, that Jesus is alive and is risen. And so whosoever wants this love, after he has resurrected, is ready to receive it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the love of God, this unique love of God explains why Jesus died. In fact, there is nothing else. He died because of this unique love. There was no man who would have been sacrificed to wash other men's sin except God himself. Amen. Amen. And so, it also explains why we receive eternal life. If you are a Christian and you have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal savior, remember the Bible says, whosoever, again, believes in him will never perish. You carry eternal life in your life. You live forever in the presence of God. Even if you die in this world, you remain the same. You remain with God eternally. Amen? And so the love of God explains about the eternal life of God. And so, what do I want us to remember after understanding a little bit of that? One, it doesn't matter. Before I go to this, I want to ask you this. Uh, Mrs. Shirley, you have kids. Do you let them do everything they want to do because you love them? Beth, you have kids. Do you let them do everything they want to do? Miss Baba Sylvia, you have children. Do you let them do? Not Baba Sylvia, Sylvia is your wife, sorry. <laughs> 
Do you let them do everything just because you love them? No. We punish them. Sometimes we are not happy. Remember in the beginning I said, in the beginning I said, this unique love of God is there for us. But this God, it doesn't matter how much he loves me and how much he loves you. God is just more than a parent. There is nothing sinful or hateful can exist in the presence of God. He is absolutely good, is absolutely holy, is absolutely righteous. Hallelujah. Can I hear amen? Regardless of what, how much God loves us, there is nothing evil and there is nothing sinful that can be allowed to exist in the presence of God. So he loves us. He gives his only son, Jesus Christ. But if we are not right with God, let us make our life right. Because there is nothing which is evil and which is not righteous, which is not holy, will exist in the presence of God. So we have work to do. Remember I said in the beginning there is no one who is holy. There is no one who is perfect. And so I want you to take the responsibility and work on your salvation every day. Amen? Amen? And if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, as you come to church every day, I want you to remember there is nothing evil. There is nothing which is not righteous. There is nothing which is not holy can exist in the presence of God. To Meshikayo. Regardless of how God loves us, he cannot overlook or condone or excuse sin or and the heart. You know there are those parents who are not And because they don't want to ask that child, maybe I'm a fika teenage, so one takikumuliza mambo ingine toke. So they behave like nothing happened. God is not like that. Regardless of how he loves us, he will never be careless. He will always want us to repent the sins that we do. And sometimes we sin knowing, other times without knowing, other times we are not even aware we are not right with God. And that is why we have to repent every day. God loves us, but his love does not make him morally careless. That is what I said. There are so many things we take for granted. Or maybe I do something and I know it's so sinful. And I know nobody knows in this congregation. And so I still stand the way I am standing today. And I am preaching. And I know there is something which is not right with me and God. That is how we behave. Just the way our children behave. They go out they do things which are not right. They come in the house. They even at that time maybe make more commitment of washing utensils, commitment of doing things. They are hiding something. Sometimes we behave the same in the house of God. But one thing is that this love of God, God does not overlook the things we do. And he wants us, if we find ourselves doing such things, 
to repent and make ourselves right with God. The other thing is, if we trust in Christ, however, we will not have to bear penalty. The Bible said again, whosoever believes in God will never perish, but will have eternal life. As I speak, I will have eternal life. I really love God. I got saved when I was young. And I know many of you, they got saved when they were little young. And I know many of you, they have very strong relationship with God. If you hold on that relationship, you have this eternal life. And God is watching the things you do every day. And your crown is there for you to receive. And so, in the book of 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 4, as I finish, I'm almost finishing. In the first book of Peter, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, the Bible says, Christ died for our sins in our place, so we would not have to suffer the punishment we deserve. Remember, sin came into this world through one man. Who was that? Louder. Adam. And then righteousness came through one man. Who? Jesus. Sin came through one man, Adam. Righteousness and the cleansing of sins came through man, one man, Jesus Christ. And so it is has to run like we have never run before and receive this salvation and live according to the will of God. And because I am a mother, there is something I will mention before I finish. And before I mention, let me read this word which says, Romans chapter 5, verse 18, the Bible says, Therefore, as through one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation, even so through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. Your life is justified in the presence of the Lord God Almighty. Your works are justified in the presence of God if you are doing the will of God all the days of your life. And as I said, we are sinners. Sometimes you do something and you are not aware. Maybe you hurt somebody. You are not aware that person is really hurt for what you did. And that is why I will insist as Christians and as servants of God, repent every time. Repent every time. Make your life whole. Pray every day. And tell God, I am your child. And I am here ready to receive your blessings. I am here to receive your salvation. Because God has done everything that he needed to do for us to be whole again. Nothing is remaining. God has done everything he needed to do for us to be whole again. And when we seek, I said I will mention something before I finish because I'm a parent. When we are seeking the Lord, let us seek the Lord with our children. Can I hear amen? amen. Louder. Amen. When we seek the Lord, when we seek the Lord, I just feel I need to say this. Take time at home. How much you love God and how much you want to understand this unique love of God. 
sit down one minute and learn the Bible with your own children at home. Amen? And there is nothing special will be giving them than giving them the word of God. Nikienda na Matthew ama Roda hama nikona watoto ayafo. Any of them to warm up or wherever and buy something. That thing will mean a lot for them and they will jump because of that love. Sometimes our kids may not like it when you sit to share this word. But I want you to make them love it. Can I hear amen? I want you to make them love it. And the way you love it and they come to the house of God, loving to hear the word of God, make your kids love it. This generation, if we are not to make our children love it, tomorrow there will be no generation which understands the oracles of God. But we have the responsibility to make them laugh. Our kids, they may not laugh, especially ukichukua kitabu na muketi. They may not love it, but you have to make them love it. Wazazi, are we together? You have to make them love it. And when you make them love it, you are building tomorrow's church. Tomorrow's church, you are building for the Lord. And God will bless you. Remember the first commandment which was given to Moses was teach the generations the word and the oracles. And there was nothing bigger than that. And Moses did its work and it was passed to us. What are we doing to continue that? May the Lord bless us. I just love this unique love of God. May the Lord help us so we may live understanding the unique love of God in a very special way and not concentrate at where ndi okwapo ukue kiroho kiroho na usaidi watoto wako kukua. It may not be helpful because you are the church of today but they are the church of tomorrow. Will the church of tomorrow understand the oracles? If you will make them not understand it, then we will be reasonable before God. And I want us to take that and the Lord will help us. So the, the, whatever they learn from their teachers, God build it. God build it. One time pastor said, talk to them and understand what they learned. And if they are not even remembering everything the teacher gave, build it. Go to the chapter they did and build it more because they may not remember everything. When the teachers are teaching them, they are a big group. But when you are sitting with your own child by yourself, you can make them understand more because it is you and your child. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is good. And all the time, watch it to see mommy. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we want to thank you for this opportunity that you have given us to hear your word, oh God. I want to thank you because, Lord, you have spoken your word. You have reminded us about your unique love, oh Jehovah God. You gave your only son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross because you did not want any one of us to perish, oh Jehovah. And we want to thank you because of this love which is so different from the love that we receive in this world, oh God. And so we pray as we stand, the way we are standing, you continue to remind us to live according to your will, oh God. I pray you continue to remind us to show your love Oh God, to other people, King of glory, 
We want to pray that you help us to experience your love within ourselves, oh God. We want to pray that you'll help us also to extend our love to our children by teaching them your oracles, oh King of glory. We honor you, we adore you, and we praise your holy hand, name, oh God. Now as we continue with the service and the rest of the part which we are remaining to do, oh God, we pray your presence will continue to be together with us. Just the way you began with us, we are continuing to experience you speaking to us in a mighty way, oh God. And so we pray you receive all the glory. We pray you receive all the honor. Thank you for every man in your house today, oh God. Thank you for every woman. Thank you for every young person who have heard your word, oh God. My Father, may you continue to open our spiritual eyes, ears to understand, to hear, and to have the word continue sinking in our hearts in your own special way. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for the many things that you do. For it is in Jesus' name, our Lord and Savior, we do pray. God bless you.